afternoon. Um, I did not know Tracy was going to be announcing our change in building, and um, to combine with the way John prayed for me before, uh, during worship, the Lord spoke to me and said, before I got into my message, announce that this is a time of strength because I'm about to build. And so the message that I have today, um, and Tracy has jet lag, so she won't know if I go six hours. <laughs> you all will, but she won't. Um, the, the message that I have today is called Discovering the Kingdom, and I feel like today is a message like, you know, it, it's getting earlier and earlier in the year where you hear Christmas music and it tells you Christmas is coming. Yeah. I know most of us hate that, but the message today is in announcement that something's coming. I'll tell you what that is in a minute. Well, I'll just tell you now. The kingdom of God is coming in your world personally in a new way. It's a, it's a new way. And I'll tell you, the, the religious church, this is the way I like to say it. I believe that the, the biggest tsunami of our day is the religious church mindset hitting the kingdom mindset and it causes a tsunami. And can I tell you that's not just in governments or education or, or media, it's in your world. Because what does it say in Hebrews? Everything that can rattle and roll is going to rattle and roll. But I'll tell you, the kingdom of God is stability. It's not going to shake. I don't know about you, but any shaking that I've had in my life is because it didn't reflect the kingdom. Okay, that was not even my introduction. So let me say this about strength. There is a strength coming to individuals that's going to help you shift into realizing and experiencing and living in the kingdom because it's God's divine design. And like Tracy was saying... Yes, change is good. Can I tell you, if you're not changing, something's wrong. In fact, who's been so hungry for change? Right here, come get this. This is a, um, what I'm talking about today is, bless you. Uh, That's a CD that I've done. It's called Don't Rebuke the Ram. Let me say, when I talk about the kingdom today, all of us have a degree of revelation of the kingdom. But revelation is never ending. In any area where you're trying to grow and longing to grow spiritually and you feel like that you've arrived, you're wrongeth. <laughs> because you've never arrived. And I'm going to expose the enemy today. Hopefully I'm going to be, can do this succinctly. But I, I do, let me just kind of settle down here for just a second. So strength is coming and it's coming so that he can He can build, he can release, you can experience the kingdom on the inside. I'll I'll kind of wrap up the message by saying this. Yes, we are called to change this city, to change this state, to change nations, businesses, regions. But I'll tell you, we've got to be equipped on the inside to make the full impact on the outside. It's not an either or, my friends. It's It's a both and. And so I pray today that this message somehow opens up your heart to the work of the Holy Spirit in your everyday life so that you are strengthened and you enter the kingdom more fully. So that's how I'm starting my message today. So um, let me say this about the kingdom. The kingdom is mentioned, depending on which translation you look up, 
The kingdom is mentioned over a hundred times in the New Testament. Wow. And did you know the word church or ecclesia is actually only mentioned once? Wow. So that's, you know, and, and let me say this. How many of you know Jesus was disruptive? You know, he's the lion and the lamb. But what do I mean by disruptive? So like in today, in technology, let's say um, in, the, uh, in the arena of cell phones, if, if cell phones have developed and there's a technology that totally changes the way cell phones operate, that's called a disruptive technology. Can I tell you, Jesus was disruptive. And we don't recognize it. You know why? Because we're familiar with it. So, for example, when he prayed, when he was talking about uh, praying in Matthew 6, 9, and 10, he was extremely disruptive. He said this, our Father. Can I tell you, we could stop right there and talk how disruptive he is. Let me just read a little bit and I'll go back. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Go with me. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know why that's so disruptive? For one thing, the entire mindset, the background of what was happening was the boys thought that Jesus was going to bring in his kingdom and crush the Roman Empire and that the kingdom was going to come in with that kind of fierceness. But, but he's going, our father, wait a minute, <laughs> a loving Abba father was so disruptive to their thinking They couldn't put all that together. But that is such an introduction to the kingdom. Jesus came to reflect the Father and give a door to the kingdom. What does it say that Jesus is the door? And he is the door to salvation, but salvation is a part of the kingdom. Oh, it's going to be good, Mary. You just keep right on going. Do you know Jesus came in the fullness of time? That was southern, wasn't it? Time. <laughs> Galatians 4.4. 4. In the fullness of time. Have you ever wondered what fullness of time is? I've been wondering this for about six years. Could it be that the fullness of time was to make sure that it was the right time to not just introduce Jesus but to introduce the kingdom? Every other empire in church history, in in, in world history, not just church history, every other empire in world history had this type of approach. An empire would come in and take over a territory and absolutely just annihilate everything, just annihilate it, and then come in and take over. They would burn and just destroy, except until the Roman Empire. When the Roman Empire came into existence, they came and, and of course, set up their empire. And then when they went out to conquer another land, this is how they did it. They would conquer and capture the people and then transform them into Roman citizens, into into like Roman citizens. In fact, this was so disruptive for the boys. When Jesus called the boys apostles, that word apostle is actually a Roman word in the original language, which is their general, it's a Roman general who was in charge of cultural transformation once we took over an area. 
Disruptive. Totally disruptive. So no other empire in world history ever presented themselves like Rome. Sounded like anything we know? So in the backdrop, maybe fullness of time? In the backdrop of the Roman Empire being on such display on the world stage in the fullness of time, Jesus brought his son. And that backdrop gave the boys something to hang their hat on that, oh my gosh, you mean the kingdom's like this? We transform culture? We, we align values and principles to the king, to a father, to a family? I don't know if they would have ever been able to do it without the backdrop of the Roman Empire. So Acts 1, 3, here comes... Um, one of, one of a couple of challenges I'll give you today. Acts 1-3 says what? It says that Jesus appeared kind of time to time, it says. I don't know exactly what that means, but it means more than once. To the disciples to prove two things. To prove that he was alive. And what was the second thing? To talk about himself? To talk about being born again? Mm-mm. To teach about the kingdom. Check it out, Acts 1-3. Here's my challenge. Go back, my friends. I'm telling you, this is Christmas music. Something's coming. This is Christmas music. Something is coming. Or it's already here. here. And so go back and read the Gospels and ask the Holy Spirit, instead of letting me see what Jesus is teaching in that moment, let me see it with kingdom eyes. Let me see it. What is he doing in that moment that represents the kingdom. And I'll tell you why that's kind of important as we move forward. But, you know, I I took a big risk because I knew I had a short time to preach today and the kingdom is, how do you know, kind of a large subject. (laughs) And so I, I took a risk of inviting this elephant in the room and me taking a very tiny bite, which I'm about to do. And the tiny bite that I want to take is, is I want to look at the kingdom in one tiny facet which is Luke 17, 20, and 21. And Luke 17, I'll just paraphrase that, was when the Pharisees asked Jesus, when your kingdom's going to come? And basically, Jesus responds saying, it's not going to come in the way you think it's going to come. In fact, the kingdom of God is within you. So I want to spend just the next five hours that I have talking about this small bite of this elephant And, um, and, and, and see if we can get our hearts to open up even more to the Christmas music that's playing in, today, in, our, in our world today. So I want to tell you a little bit about my journey of encountering the kingdom. Most of you all know my testimony. How many of you all have never heard me speak before? Forgive you. Oh, my gosh, I forgive you. You <laughs> I'll work on later. <clears throat> um, I spent five years in a federal prison. So I'll I'll refer to prison some because that's some foundations when I first encountered the kingdom. Uh, After God sent a man in to, uh, God audibly um, spoke to a man. He came in, prayed for me. I got delivered to demons, filled with the Holy Spirit. How many of you know that'll change your world? And so I started reading the Bible and following the Holy Spirit in a federal women's prison to, to get discipled. That's all I had. I didn't have a Tracy. You should make, um, make sure that you're using all the resources that you have 
that the Holy Spirit has in your, this is just a word the Lord's just showing me right now. Make sure that you're using all the resources that the Lord has in your sphere of influence right now. And if you feel like that's a word, ask the Lord, what am I, what am I not partaking of that I should be taking of? Okay. Um, so the fir- one of the first scriptures that I saw was Matthew 6.33, which is what? Seek first the kingdom. So all of a sudden, it, br- it burst into my heart that God had a priority. God had a priority for my life, and that was to seek the kingdom. I have no clue what that meant. You know, I was so... Un- <laughs> I was churched but uneducated. I knew how to go to church, but I was unchurched. Do you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I didn't know anything about the Bible. In fact, when I got to the part where Paul is prompting everybody to, you know, to prophesy, when I read it in my mind, I said, uh, I read it this way that Paul said, I wish that you would all prophesy. I didn't even know how to say the word. So when it said, seek the kingdom, I, I immediately told God, I want to do that, but I didn't know what that was because I didn't know anything. Is anybody with me? And then, and then I got mad. Because then I read Colossians 1.13. And I moved kingdoms and nobody told me. And I can remember reading Colossians and it says, in the translation that I had uh, at that time, it said that you're translated from one kingdom to another when you were born again. But I was born again at 12 and nobody told me I moved. And I... I don't, have you ever read the Bible where you know something's like super duper uber important and you don't know why, but you know, I knew that I moved and me not knowing that I moved was important, but I didn't really know why. And so I was in my prison bunk one day and all this was kind of rolling around. A whole lot was rolling around. I mean, if you're in prison, a lot's rolling around, but this was rolling around in my spirit and all of a sudden I... I had a picture, and it was a, it was a puzzle, you know, like a, a, this one was a square puzzle, and I could see the box top, and I could see all the pieces of the puzzle over here, and the Lord spoke to me, and he goes, that's the kingdom. <laughs> I'm like, okay, can help, help. <laughs> Have you ever had a vision and needed help? And, and the Lord said, he goes, Mary, there's all kinds of pieces to the kingdom, in fact, the kingdom has different neighborhoods and different expressions. And I want you to be careful all the days of your life because there'll be people and, and, and groups and books and, and they'll, they'll have one piece of the puzzle and it's amazing. And you'll focus and you'll glean on that piece of the puzzle. But if you exalt that piece above the puzzle, your life will be out of order. And, and so, and so I, I began to get this understanding of this and... And this was so funny because up until last Sunday, I was going to preach a whole different message on the power of being known. And uh, I went out after church because I've known for a couple weeks I'll be speaking today. And I, I, I went to a baby store and I'd already given a gift to you guys. I didn't need to go. And so, um, so can you show the, the first slide? So I found a puzzle that, rep, that I was so jazzed. Can you see that? Here's the puzzle. Can you see it online? Okay, y'all aren't near as excited as I was. <laughs> In fact, Tracy saw it and goes, oh, he brought a monkey to church. I'm like, yeah, I brought a monkey to church. But, I mean, look at this, you guys. This is so amazing because, look, each, each little piece is kind of like a neighborhood. I don't know about you, but maybe you haven't been able to travel much, but I can go across Dallas and there will be a different neighborhood. 
And I'll tell you, the kingdom will be existing there, but it'll look a little different. This zebra looks different than a flamingo. And can I tell you that there is unity and diversity in the kingdom. And, I, and I'll tell you, here's what's so amazing. I get so excited, can you tell? And so, so this so helped me because really I, what we've done in the past, Christmas music, coming something new, is we've taken our Western Christianity, we've taken our way of worship, we've tried to export it down to Africa and said, lay the drums aside and my God, learn how to play a guitar. And I'll tell you, the kingdom of God is unity and diversity. And the minute we get a, a, a childlike understanding of a jigsaw puzzle in the kingdom, judgment and, and imparting Saul's armor on people around the world is going to stop. Oh, I love it. And I love my monkey. Okay, so, so, okay, so I'm so excited about this. So we've got unity out of diversity... And, and we've got to be careful that when we encounter the kingdom in a, in a new way, <clears throat> let's say we, we travel somewhere or we go to a different church that's maybe not charismatic. I, I preach in a lot of mainline denom- denominational churches. And how many of you know the kingdom of God's there? But if, if I don't, if I begin to exalt my charismatic experience, is there more? Yes. And can I tell you something, sweetheart? There's more for you too. But the minute I start exalting my charismatic experience above this church that uh, the senior pastor doesn't even stand up to say that we need help to destroy our church next weekend, we just say we're destroying our church and they show up. Because they're so, they've so exercised their muscle in service that maybe another... Hello? Gosh, Mary, you didn't even know you were going to say that. What am I saying? Because the kingdom gets rid of all that judgment, you guys. The kingdom gets rid of all that jealousy. And that that kingdom understanding bridges the gap in relationships. And relationships is one of the foundational keys to experiencing the kingdom. It brings forth intimacy, intimacy with God, intimacy with yourself, intimacy with others, and intimacy with your enemies. That's power. Aren't you glad? Oh, my gosh. I love my monkey. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to jump in the deep end and swim fast. Here's something that happens in our personal spiritual development. I'm talking about the kingdom within. So here we are in our neighborhood. We're going to be in the zebra neighborhood today. So here we are in our zebra neighborhood. And the zebra neighborhood, maybe, let's just say, it, it you know... It, it's got different, and we only develop in one piece. Let's say that we really like the prophetic. I love the prophetic. It's one of my primary gifts. But when I'm intentionally discipling someone, I request and highly suggest that they sit under all five-fold ministries so that they don't just grow in the prophetic. How many of you know that's the easy part if that's your primary gift? Or um, Hospitality. Let's say your gift is primarily hospitality. Oh, you, you come to my house or let me come and help Tracy serve dinner. And man, I'm good with that. But there is a development of other pieces on the inside that needs to happen in this hour. And how many of you know that some of us have stuff in our world, if this is me as an individual and not a neighborhood now, if I am the zebra, I've become the zebra. 
Um, if I'm now the zebra, if I've got something in me that doesn't represent the kingdom, the Holy Spirit's going to go after that. That's where your strength's going to come. So let me tell you what's going to happen. Oh, I w- really wish I did have you six hours today. Let me tell you what's going to happen in this, in this season. As, the, as you get strong and the kingdom of God gets more established in you, the, let's say there's a big black dot right here on the zebra, and that's not the kingdom, and the Holy Spirit's going after that. Perhaps that's insecurity in you. You are the zebra. <laughs> Perhaps that's you not feeling uh, much value. Perhaps you're always rejected. It doesn't matter whether I invite you to lunch or pray for you or don't pray for you. No matter what I do or what Tracy does or what anybody does for you or not for you, you're always feeling... How many of you know that's not part of the kingdom? The Holy Spirit's going to go after that thing to remove it and then put in what needs to be there. Big words. That's sanctification, transformation, Glory to glory, I use a phrase a lot that I say, personal spiritual development. It's the establishment of the kingdom. And here's what I want to, I want to expose of the enemy as we go into this for the next four hours. I want to expose for the fact that almost every single time at the intersection of transformation, he is on your shoulder with uh, accusation, condemnation, shame, and guilt because what he'll say is um, my friend Christy's here so I know I could pick on her so what he'll say to Christy is oh my gosh you you're baptized in the Holy Spirit you're you, you pray in tongues and and oh my gosh you you still have you still feel insignificant in that way you're that's just who you are I mean there's there's accusation and really it's the Holy Spirit's illumination going Christy I want to pull that out I'm going to start putting you in circumstances where you feel so valued and significant, seen and unseen. How many of you know significance in the kingdom can be the gallbladder? Did you catch that? Should I throw that ball again? You're looking at me like you missed it. You can't see the gallbladder, huh? You got it now. That's, you know, significance. We've got to make sure that we have kingdom understanding of what those even words mean. Because what we do sometimes is, oh, Tracy, Mary, Jeff, they preach. They're significant. They have impact. Can I tell you, I went last week and held an old neighbor's baby that was as valuable as what I'm doing today. Because I expressed care to a neighborhood that I had to move out of. It's really good. You know why? Because we've got so much non-kingdom values in our everyday life and it messes you up it it prevents you from experiencing the whole kingdom and that's why those values have to change and that's why an understanding of kingdom culture on the inside has to change if I don't change if I don't allow that adjustment and I think significance in the kingdom is the hand and the mouth if that's what I think then when I'm over here serving, um, you know, knocking down those walls next weekend or next week and doing things that are unseen, I'm never going to experience the incredible God encounter of being valued as the gallbladder. Because the kingdom value is just 
Okay, good old Henry Blackaby. What's God doing? Let me join that and be a blessing. Big theology right there. But that's the, when you encounter that kind of pleasure and you allow, and let me tell you, this was some of the toughest transformation I went through. Because after I got out of prison, I experienced a lot of public ministry. A lot. I've been to 30, 40 nations. I've been on platforms, television, all that stuff. And I let this get out of hand because I didn't understand it. So you've got to allow kingdom values to set you, uh, set you as the plumb line on the inside. Because then when you're going out to change your nation, <laughs> what are you going to take with you? What you got on the inside. Right? I'm coming. I want to wrap it in a bow since we started with Christmas. Let me say this. Please be aware when the Holy Spirit illuminates something in your life, in your world, whether it be your thinking, your behavior, your attitudes, your values, uh, your principles, if it doesn't match the kingdom, don't allow self-condemnation to stop you from allowing that to adjust because you've never arrived at it. There's many here that have been walking with the Lord longer than I have, some about the same, some maybe need to start next week. I'm not for sure. <laughs> but the point is length of time walking with the Lord is not a reflection of how much transformation you've gone to. I was born again at 12, and I was in spiritual nappies or diapers, pampers, until I was 31. It's how you, how you work, how you live, how you recognize the Holy Spirit. And I'll guarantee you, the kingdom is the Holy Spirit's plumb line at all times. You might say, well, Mary, I don't know that much of the kingdom. This is the risk I took today because I took one tiny bite of the elephant. But I'm hoping that this will, just like Tracy was praying for that fire, that there will be such a fire. And hear me when I say this. <laughs> oh, I'm about to rattle a cage. I know it. And I don't mean this in any other way except Jesus came teaching the kingdom. He didn't come teaching Jesus. In fact, the 40 days, like I started off, when he came back to earth, when he was in his glorified body, he said, I came so you could see that I truly am alive. And by the way, guys, don't forget about the kingdom. He didn't even talk about, yes, is salvation a piece of the puzzle? Absolutely. Faith, prophecy, generosity, character development, all of that. But it's part of the whole. And in your personal spiritual development, if we don't get an understanding of the kingdom, we will grow in a gnarly way. And we're called to be ambassadors of the kingdom, not of gnarliness. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate the laugh. Okay, Christmas time. Let me put a bow on. Wow, I had some good stuff. Y'all just have to come back sometime. Can you give me four minutes? Are you okay? I know. Some of y'all have seen this, but it's so applicable for today. So, 
because I want you to have the strength. You know me, I'm pretty deep in my theological and creative uh, drawings. And so, you know, you guys, before we're born again, we can, we can actually be, everybody's not evil. You know, there are, there are good, um, unregenerated people. They're not alive to God. But they, I mean, my goodness, go to Starbucks at 5.30 every morning and I meet kindness every time, whether they're born again or not. Is anybody with me? The key before, before you commit to Jesus is that your, your heart is dead to God. And our message, which I won't go into today, is we are a redeemed community living in a reconciled world. I just threw you a T-bone. You can have that for lunch. And so what happens when we meet Jesus, I'll put that in blue. We'll just pretend that can mean revelation. What happens when we meet Jesus is that our spirit man is now alive to God. We, we can actually connect with God. And this is where it starts. But the unfortunate thing about all of this is that when you're born again, A bunch of stuff comes with you that didn't get impacted by your born-again experience. And this is your mind, your mind, will, and emotions, your mind, will, and emos, behavior, values, and principles. And I'll tell you, most of this has been discipled by the kingdom of darkness. So you've got a set of values and principles and thoughts and emotional patterns that have been developed all your life. And when you get born again, sweetheart, those don't automatically change. No drive-through breakthrough most of the time. Even Paul, when he had that major encounter on Damascus Road, that was not a drive-through breakthrough. That was a drive-up encounter. He got his latte. He had to drive off and work it out in, the, in Arabia gallbladder did you catch it <laughs> okay so so this does not represent the kingdom this is your internal conflict there are two kingdoms in conflict and I do agree that there's atmospheric challenges and conflict but the greatest battle that you and I are fighting today is this battle right here so let me wrap up the Christmas present with this let me implore you for the rest of your life. Well, let's start immediately. In this week, ask the Holy Spirit for the one thing that, does, that you've still got in your zebra that does not represent the kingdom that he's got his finger on. And follow him until it's gone pretty deep, isn't it? I told a friend, um, okay, I told a friend what I was preaching, which I didn't get to hardly anything, but I think you got the heart of what I was trying to say today. She said, Mary, why is that important and how do I apply that? Number one, this is why it's important. It's your divine design. Until you enter in into this conflict resolution, you will be in conflict with the kingdom that's within you. The kingdom of God is within you. There's also some other things from the other kingdom still there. It's not black dog, white dog. I'm not talking about 
your old man died on the cross. That's not what I'm talking about. You do not have two people in you fighting it out, and we wonder who's. That's a whole other subject. That's not what I'm saying. But you've got mindsets and values and principles and some things that don't represent the kingdom. So it's time to find out what that is and work with the Holy Spirit until that's out. Why is that important? Because it's your divine design, and anything that's, that's impacting you, that's part of you, where you're in, we have not experienced conflict resolution yet, that blocks intimacy with God. It's all about relationship. How do you personally apply that? You ask the Holy Spirit, where are you trying to uproot the kingdom of darkness from me in a practical way? And the reason how you know that you've got it is you can articulate it to someone else. Like I'd be able to sit down with, with Jeff and say, listen, this is, this is where the finger of the, my, the, the Holy Spirit is actually using a word that Tracy gave me when I first came to church. Not gave me, but she was just sharing about how her, her she, she wants to posture herself where she has an unoffendable heart. Well, I went into a new season not too long ago, and darn it, I heard Tracy's voice, which said, Tracy's saying, I'll have an unoffendable So I'm telling you that I've got some tendencies to be offended and I'm vulnerable in those areas. Can I tell you, if you're strong, then you're not vulnerable. So he's working with me. How many of you know that he will allow those situations where I can have a tendency to be uh, offended, to touch my life, so I have a new, a new opportunity to resist? I was so mad at that Pilates teacher that told me I needed heavier weights. <laughs> and that's what the Holy Spirit's telling you. You need some heavier weights. There's some opportunity for you to begin to resist some things at a greater level because I'm bringing you greater strength. So, Lord, I'm going to wrap this up in a package right now. And, um, Lord, I, I, just, I just pray that this would light a fire in the hearts of your people. Um, Lord, to seek the kingdom, give us understanding of the kingdom. Give us strength. Lord, we want you to build, establish the kingdom so strongly within us that we can have the impact that we've been dreaming and praying about in this city, in our businesses, you know, through me, through, in every area of our life, God. Holy Spirit, show us. Show us each individual, each family. Show us, God. Show us what's, what aspects of any other kingdom other than the kingdom of God is in us and show us that one thing that you're focused on and then lead us to freedom because every path he puts you on leads to life. In Jesus' name, Jeff's going to close us today.